Hey, this is Jerry Galloway. I'm the pastor of LHA Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages your heart, strengthens your faith, and gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. This morning, if you have your Bibles, if you'll take them out, we're going to spend some time together journeying through the Word together today. I'd like to say a special word of thanks to so many of you who mentioned that you'd been praying for me last week. This time last weekend, uh, I was definitely not well enough to be here with you in the house of the Lord, and it's great to be here with you today. And I believe that the Lord has something that He wants to speak to our hearts today, and something He wants to speak to our minds. So if you don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to just begin right now with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you, Lord, for what we have experienced thus far in your house in worship today. Thank you that you're not a God that's just at a distance, but you're a God that's close by. And Father, today I pray that you will speak to us from the pages of your word. And Father, I pray that today our hearts and our spirits would be encouraged in you, reminding us that you are our God and that nothing is too hard and nothing is impossible with you. So Lord, would you just minister to every heart and every life in this place, and we'll give you all thanks in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We are going to journey together uh, through the Word in a few moments. I'm going to, instead of just having a normal text as I normally would, and us spending all our time within that text this morning, we're going to go a little different direction. You know, this past week, uh, as a nation, it's been a pretty unforgettable week of this past week on the news, hasn't it? We have seen as the television media and social media really, uh, I think if we stand back and look at the whole of the situation this week, we can, we can literally say that we've seen a couple different families that have been run through the ringer. No matter what our political opinions may be, um, you don't have to look at the situation very long. To find that these people have become casualties of this war that's going on. People on both sides of the equation have been mistreated. People on both sides of the equation have been fragrantly harassed and hurt. And I am sure this morning that people within both parties, both families, both uh, sides of the current situation have probably sat down at one time or another when the crowds have quieted themselves and they've been alone. They've kind of just asked the question, why? Why are we hearing the words, words that hurt? Why the hurts? Why the harassment? Why the lies? Why are we having to go through all this? Today in this room, as you've come to this church, you may not find yourself in the middle of a hearing for a nomination, but you are yet confronted with some type of crisis in your life. That crisis has caused you to question, it's caused you to ask the word, why? Why me? Why now? Why does it seem like bad things always seem to happen to me? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to face this? Why is this happening? 
What have I done wrong? Why would they do that? Why would they say that? The truth is we stand in a place in our lives often and ask the questions because we don't understand what's going on. We ask why when we feel like what's happening around us is unfair. We ask why because we don't want the road that we're currently on. We ask why because sometimes, just to be real honest, I know we're in church today and we're all putting on our church best but today we ask often the question why because we feel like God has left us alone in my devotions I am currently reading through the Psalms and also the book of Job and I cannot count the times time after time after time that Job and the psalmist David asked the question why And I can tell you this, about the time that we come to that place and you and I begin asking the question, why? It is then that our enemy, the devil, begins to cast lies. Jesus said in John 8 and 44 that he is a liar and the father of all lies. Every lie has its origin with him. Now the truth is to lie, we all understand what a lie is, but a lie, its course is to distort A lie is to disillusion, and a lie is to deceive. To lie is to cover up the truth. To lie is to misrepresent. The goal and the aim of every lie is to get you and I to come to a place where we will not believe what is true. Now, There's a reason, there's a motive behind the enemies coming along beside those times when we're questioning. The Bible tells us very clearly, we know the passage well in John 10 and 10. We know that the enemy's goal for each one of our lives is to steal and to kill and to destroy. His goal is to steal away the joy in your life. His goal is to rob you of the joy that God has promised you in Christ Jesus. His goal is to kill, to literally kill out the peace of God in your heart and your mind. He wants to put an end to the plan and the promise that God has for your life. His goal, destroy the hope in Christ in your heart and in your life. I believe this morning that as we've come together in preparation for today, I kept asking the Lord, Lord, I need need something. I I, I don't want to get up and just give a sermon. I don't want to just go through the normal Sunday motions. But God, I want today to speak something from your heart. And the Lord began to speak to my heart this week. And I believe there's some words of truth that he wants to speak to your hearts and to your life. I believe that the Lord has a life-giving word. How many of y'all know we need to hear a good word? I don't know about you, but as I watched the news throughout this past week, I never watched it and felt good coming away from it. We need to hear a good word today. We need to hear a word that has hope and destiny in it. You may be asking the question, why? 
I'll be honest with you, I stand here today in the role of serving as your pastor. I've had many people over the years that have come and sat down and said, why? I don't understand why, and I have to be honest with you, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I could tell you all kinds of things, but I'm just being honest with you. I don't know sometimes why. I don't know why sometimes I've seen people walk through very, very difficult times. I don't know why sometimes when I've seen people walk through situations that, that, that weren't just a little offensive, but situations that were gut-wrenching. I don't understand. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all of the solutions. I don't know why that there are some people I've seen in life and it seems like they go um, not mountaintop to valley. It seems like they walk a valley to another valley to another valley. And often we don't understand the whys of it all. When we come to a place where we don't have the answers, sometimes we don't even know what the questions are. This morning, I don't know why, but in the midst of the things I don't know, when I'm in the midst of a storm and it seems the waves are rushing in around me, there's only one thing that I do know I can do, and I can hold to the one thing that I do know. When I don't understand why, when I don't understand the situation, I've got to back myself up to the things that I do know for sure. This morning, those are the things I want to remind you of. I want you to know today you may be in the fight of your life, but you're not alone. You may be facing the greatest hurdle of your life, but you are not without hope. You may be facing the greatest need of your life, but in the midst of the greatest need, you and I absolutely serve the God who is the God of the impossible. You may seem to be in a place of impossibility, but listen to me, you will come through. You can come out on the other side of this difficulty. This trial will not take you out. You are not defeated. The battle is not over. You may feel like you're in the midst of a war, but it's not over. It may look to you today like you are surrounded by trouble, but I would remind you that your troubles are surrounded by your God. Your troubles may seem big, but they're not as big as our God. First passage I want to share with you today, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. 2 Corinthians 4. Colton, would you mind grabbing me some water, buddy, please? Listen to these words. We are hard pressed. Some of you will be able to relate to this. We are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. You see, here's how the enemy works. The enemy wants you just to stick with the part, I'm hard-pressed. That may be going on, but that's not all the story. I'm hard-pressed on every side, but yet I am not crushed. I am perplexed, but not, but not in despair. 
I may be persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I am struck down, but here's the, I am not destroyed. Listen to those words from the message. Thank you, buddy. Listen to the words from the message. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God, that's the good news, we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but he hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. I don't know today what you may be facing, but I do believe today that God the Father has brought me to this house today to remind you to not give up, to not give in, and don't let go. You may be in the fight of your life, but I declare to you, when you read the Word of God, the fight is fixed. Because if you go to the end of the book, it doesn't matter what the battle, at the end of the book, we win, we win, we win, we win. The enemy that's troubling you, he's defeated. The enemy that's troubling you, It's prophetic. He is defeated in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When you and I are faced with the whys of life, often our head, our our attention goes down. When you are faced with the whys of life, I want to encourage you to lift up your eyes to the one who holds tomorrow in his hands. When you are perplexed by the things around you, trust in him. Because I would remind you again today that our God is the God of the impossible. He's the God. Biblically, we find it in the Word of God. He's the God that will go into the fire to get you. He did it for the three Hebrew children. He went into the lion's den to take care of Daniel. He shows up. He shows up in the outcome for the child of God. And it ends up not being what the enemy intended it to be. Why? Because you're marked with favor. Because of who you are. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King. Listen, He's a God that'll stand with you in the storm. He's a God who won't leave your side. Let me tell you something about Him Psalm 62, 11 and 12. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power. Somebody say power. Power belongs to you, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. It has been declared that God is powerful. It has been declared that God is strong. He is stronger than our battles. He's stronger than our confusion. He's stronger than our abilities. He's stronger than your failures. He's stronger than your mistakes. He's stronger than your circumstances. And I declare to you today, he is stronger than the enemy who set himself against you and me. His grace is stronger than your sin. His power is stronger than your hurts. God is stronger and he's able to keep you while you face the storm. Then the word says that, God, you are loving. 
Know this today, my friend, God loves you. You are not uncared for. You are not deserted. You are not abandoned. And you are surely not defeated. Let me tell you some more things about him. He has your best interest in mind. Romans 8 and verse 28. We know that God, somebody say God. We know that God causes, here's a key word, everything. I want you to think about that word for a minute. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We know that God causes everything to work together. We know the enemy has a, has, a, has a threat. We know the enemy has a work in mind. But we know that God causes everything. And, your friend, you cannot overlook that word, everything. God causes everything to work together for the good. You see, God is the only one that can do that. He's the only one that has the power to take difficulty and bring good things out of the difficulty. The enemy can throw troubles at us. But God has the ability to turn those things around and cause good. We come, <coughs> excuse me, we come out of the fire better than what we went in. We come out of the storm. We come out of the test of greater value. I declare to you today, God is not against you, but God is for you. The enemy's goal is to tear you down, but God's is to build you up. He has not abandoned you, for you and I are children and we belong to him. We heard it this morning, but I would remind you that God loves us. Psalm 86 and 13, great is your love toward who? Me. Great is, now you and I can often believe great is your love towards somebody else. Great is your love towards me. If you go to Psalm 136, we find just in Psalm 136 alone, 26 times it says, His love endures forever. Psalm 105, For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. Psalm 106 and 1, His love endures forever. Forever. Psalm 107 and verse 1, his love endures forever. Psalm 118 and 2, his love endures forever. Psalm 118 and 3, his love endures forever. Psalm 118 and 4, his love endures forever. What's he trying to do? What's he trying to accomplish? He wants you and I to understand there'll never be a time in your life, present past or future, when his love will not endure for your life. 1 John 3 and 1, see how great the love of the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. I'm an American citizen today, and my last name is Galloway. I'm connected to the Galloway clan. But greater than that, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You are a child of God. You are his offspring. I would remind you today this, and we struggle with this one. 
God is for you. God is for you. Listen to the words from Romans 8, 31 and the verse 35 to 39. What then shall we say in response to all these things? Often when we're faced with things, how many of y'all know what things are in life? I got a lot of things going on. I got, got a lot of things happening. What shall we say in response? How shall I respond to these things? I will do this. I will declare, if God is for us, who, who can be against us? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered sheep to be slaughtered. You and I live in the midst of a crooked sinful, wicked world. How many of y'all know the world today, they're not really excited about you declaring the name of Jesus. The spirit of the age is trying to squelch and try to squander and trying to mash down the influence of believers. The Bible says we're considered chief to be slaughtered, verse 37 in all these things, we are, there's a key word there, more. It doesn't say we're just conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who did what? Who loved us. For I am convinced, and I pray today my prayer for many of you that are walking through difficult places. I pray in your spirit that you'll be more convinced than you've ever been before in your life. I pray deep within your heart, deep within your mind, you will be convinced of these words. Listen to this. That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth or any else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, 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 nothing. Your past can't separate you. Your present can't separate you. Your future can't separate you. Troubles can't separate you. The enemy can't separate you. Hurts can't separate you. Discouragements can't separate you. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Psalm 27 and 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? If God is for us, who can be against us, the scripture says. And if God is on our side, of whom then? Shall we be afraid? You may not see the beginning from the end. 
Today you may only see, how many of y'all ever been swimming in water that was way over your head? And sometimes you just bobble <laughs> and you're just trying to keep your eyes, <laughs> keep your nose and your mouth above the water. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you can get your head up high enough to see beyond the current thing. But I would remind you of the words today. And I pray the more you hear this passage, the more it will be cemented in your heart and mind. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Friend, when you don't understand what's going on, when you don't understand the situation, you've got to go back to the things that you do know. Jeremiah 20 11, the, our, our God said this, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. My challenge to you today is that God's plan is greater than the devil's plan. I challenge you to stick with God's plan. Listen to his words and reject the devil's lies. You have heard the phrase before, feed your faith, starve your doubts. Stand with the Apostle Paul when he penned the words of Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Can I remind you today that God is able to keep you. Jude 1 and 24, now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and he will bring you into his glorious presence. I was so blessed as I read this passage without a single fault. Isn't that a good word? Whoo! You know, I know my faults. Some of y'all know my faults. My wife knows my faults. More than a single fault. She knows them well. The Bible says he began this work in my life. And God's going to carry this thing through. Knowing me like he does. I am confident that he who began a good work in me will complete it. And he will bring me into his glorious presence. Here it is. Without a single fault. First Corinthians 1 and 8, he will also keep you firm till the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 42 and 6, I the Lord have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand and I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. You know, as a parent, you understand what it was. I, I see it all the time in, in the public square, and many of you do as well. A, a child gets ready to take off, and mom and daddy grab the hand of the little one. You know, little one's legs move way faster than our legs. It's hard to keep up with them sometimes. So many times I remember as a parent, we'd come up to a crossroad, I'd, we'd make sure we had a hold of our son's hand so he didn't take off. You see, it was all about protecting him. It was all about keeping him in a place of safety. 
Friend, I, I want to remind you today that you are in the palm of his hand. And when you're in the palm of his hand, nothing can get to you. He's able to keep you, protect you. He's able to provide for you. Romans 8 says nothing can separate you and I from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. The words of an old song say it well. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know, but I know, and that's where we got to go back to. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know that he holds my hand. You know, often we get the idea that we've got to be strong. We've got to get, we have the idea I've got to be really something together. How many of you know, I'm not sure we ever are all together, are we? We want everybody to think, I've got this down. Man, I'm really doing good. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't care how many years we live. I'm not sure we ever get it all down and all together. That's what heaven's for. Listen to the words, though. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, he says these words. My grace is all you need. And my power works best in weakness. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be weak and vulnerable. There's something about that that's, yeah, it's unsettling. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be in a place of need. I don't want to be in a place where I don't have it all together. But the Bible tells us that God's power works best when I'm weak. You know why? Because when I've got it together, I don't need him. When I can solve this thing on my own, I don't need to pray. When I got it all, when I got it under control, when I've got myself all worked out, everybody else got a problem, but I've got it all together. You ever known any people like that? Everybody else in the world's crazy except you? That might be true some days. <laughs> When we think we've got it all together, I'm okay. Let me tell you, you and I are never okay without him. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. He holds it all together. There's never a day in my life I don't need him. I don't understand why my heart beats. But day after day after day after day after day after day, hour after hour after hour, my heart begins to beat. You know why my heart beats? Because God in the beginning told it to do so. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. When I don't have it together, is the place where I come and I say, God, I don't, I don't have the answer anymore. I don't know what to do. I don't understand why. God, I don't understand why it's had to turn out the way it is. I don't understand why I'm going through things that other people haven't had to go through. I don't understand why am I having to face this. What have I done wrong? Why am I? Why am I on the hurt end of the stick? Why am I? 
walking through this thing again. I think sometimes, if we'll be honest, I think we've asked God sometimes, why, God? Because this is not fair. It's not fair. Friend, I want to remind you today, His grace is sufficient. And His power works best in weakness. So what do I do? When I don't understand. What do I do when it doesn't make sense? What do I do when it doesn't seem fair? Friend, all I can do is point you back to the Word of God because it's the only thing that's true. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 gives us this encouragement. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Man, that's a big one right there, isn't it? But in all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. So what do I do when I don't know what else to do? Trust in Him. Why? I don't know. But he knows. They haven't had to go through that. Why am I having to go through that? I don't know. But in the midst of the question, trust in the Lord. See, often when we go through struggles, the first thing we say is, God, where are you? Listen to me. I, I have to tell you this. God never promised you and I we wouldn't walk through troubles. God never said that you and I would be exempted from trials. But he did declare this. When you walk through the rivers, I'll be with you. When you go through the fires, I'll be with you. When you walk through the flood, he said, the flood will not overtake you. I am with you. Father, I pray right now for men and women all across this room. God, I pray for people today who are walking through difficult places. I pray, Father, for men and women today who don't understand. I pray for men and women who are hurt. They are confused. I pray for men and women today who feel disappointed. I pray for men and women today who feel abandoned. I pray for men and women today Their hearts are just hurting. Their hearts are just hurting. God, I ask you today in the midst of the weakness. God, I ask that you'll be very strong on their behalf. God, I ask you today to minister to every heart. I ask you to minister today to every life in this room. God, there are times we come into church and 
nobody knows the turmoil that's going on on the inside. But God, you know. God, there's nothing in my life that is hidden from your sight. When other people don't know and sometimes in life when other people don't care. God, you know and you do care. Father, I pray today for an encouragement in the heart and in the mind of your people today. God, more than anything today, we just need you to be God in this room, in this moment, and this time. Oh God, we call upon you right now. Lord, we're just trusting you right now. His words to you today was this. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. God, would you minister rest today? To your people. In Christ's name. Amen. As quietly and reverently as you can, would you stand with me this morning? <clears throat> Friend, today, whatever's brought you to this church today, if you've got a need in your life, maybe you've been asking why, you've got a situation you don't understand, you've got a situation bigger than your ability to handle. Maybe you've just come today and you're hurt. And you don't understand. Today I'd love, we'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you today. To remind you that he who began a good work in you, he will complete it. He's not going to leave you alone. Today, Paula's going to begin to sing, and as she does today, if you would like special prayer today, maybe you're here and you know someone else that's going through a difficult place and you want to come and us to pray for that loved one, that friend, that family member, doesn't matter. Today, you just say, today, I would like prayer. Friend, if that's you, I want to encourage you because I guarantee you this. There are others in the room just like you. We all walk through those times. Today, if you like prayer, as they begin to sing, would you just step out from where you're at? And we just want to gather with you today and pray. Will you lift your hands together with me as believers all across the house? And we declare you as our healer today. We declare you as sovereign God and King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for your word today, God. You are our provider. God, you are our strong tower today. And God, we proclaim you as such, Lord. We give you high praise today. All our hallelujahs belong to you, God, and our yes and amen, God. We love you this morning. We give you great praise today, God. May we cling to the cross this week. May we be faithful, God, in word and prayer. 
We love you this morning, Jesus. Can we tell the Lord that one final time? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I declare I love you, Jesus. We give you all praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the Lamb of God who is worthy. He is worthy of praise today. He is worthy of high praise this morning. We give you praise today, God. You are a wonder. You are a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The altars remain open if you want to stay and pray longer. This is your church. We love you this morning. God has great plans for you. I wrote down, and I am not going to forget, Pastor Jerry said that God's plans for me are greater than the enemy's plans. And I liked that. <laughs> and I also heard this week that every time you pray, it brings Jesus into the battle, and Jesus has never lost a battle. <laughs> I liked that. So stay strong in prayer this week. Stay strong in the word. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.